Hey guys, we're the Hard Time Strongman Podcast, cheering up a very class of man. And today, I'm really excited about this episode. We are digging into homesteading, specifically cast iron cooking, cast iron cookware. So I have been on a kick since Christmas because my dear old mom uh, decided to gift me some a legacy item. I, I inherited some uh, some cast iron Dutch ovens, a couple of camp Dutch ovens. And since then, just in the research for how to restore those, because they're you know, 50 plus years old, um, uh, in the in the research for how to restore those and just cooking with cast iron in general, I was absolutely hooked. So we are going to talk about just cast iron cookware, what it is, how we got it, um, some benefits, how to use it, how to upkeep it. This is something that I'm really passionate about because this is a legacy. It's a legacy for me to, you know, to inherit this, but these are legacy items. These are things that last for literally generations and something that you can truly say, which can't really do that with a lot of things, but these truly do get better with age. If you use yeah. them, right. If you keep them, you know, if you maintain them, right. So today's references, I referenced, uh, lodge cast iron. So you probably see these every time that you go to Walmart or, you know, your weed and feed store, or ranch your and most, home store or whatever. Your most common one. Yeah. Your, your most common, your most proliferous, uh, proliferous. What? What? One more time. What, on that what, word, what am I trying to say? Prolific. What am I trying to say? Prolific. 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 Proliferous. I was thinking, um, Not what's that movie? The alien movie. Prolapsed. No. What's the, what's the alien movie? It's like one of their newer ones. Which freaking one? The newer the one with the uh, Prometheus. I don't know why I had that in my head. Anyways, well. <clears throat> I don't either. No, it, it's a very prolific uh, company for cast iron. Uh, Get Prepped, which you actually told me about Yep. in the pre-pre-show. Yep. Which is how you got into cast iron. I, I did. Seven's was... mom, dear old mom, and yeah. a study from the National Institute of health article iron content of food cooked in iron utensils just so y'all didn't think i was talking on my butt on that so what is cast iron cast iron cookware is just heavy duty cookware made from cast iron which is a iron carbon alloy emphasis so, on heavy 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 duty we'll talk about that in drawbacks but uh pretty much any type of cookware you can think of can be made out of cast iron skillets, pans, grill pans, griddles, bakeware, Dutch ovens, woks. They have enameled cast iron. Uh, what the inserts for grills? Yeah, you, you dream it. They probably have it. It is a. I mean, it was just a very useful, very cool deal. So, mm -hmm. some benefits of cast iron. You can use it to cook just about anything, just about anywhere. So. You can cook it on an oven, on a stovetop, in a grill, in a fireplace, on a campfire. Just the the usability is huge. Incredibly durable. It's it, it's it's an iron carbon alloy. I mean, it is if super actually, tough. If you actually break one of these, I applaud you. I don't know what you did. I don't know what you can do to break this stuff. Maybe. Like if you run it over, it's going to pop your tire. If you drop it off a building, it's going to shatter the concrete. Like, I don't know. 
I'm pretty sure it would take the tread off the tank. Yeah, like it. Yeah, super cool stuff. Uh, like we said, easy to use. As as soon as you learn how to properly maintain it, it is so user friendly. Like we're talking about a little bit of oil, whatever food that you throw in there, and it's naturally nonstick. The seasoning that people talk about happens naturally every time that you cook with it. It's a living cookware. Like this is a constantly renewing thing. It, you know, you can screw it up. It takes some effort, but you can, uh, you know, unfortunately get rid of that coating by accident. So if you let it rust out, if you use really acidic or alkaline, uh, you know, ingredients and you let it sit in that for a while, if you let it sit in standing water, but if you screw it up, you just reseason it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to, to clean it, right? So it's naturally nonstick. Once you get to that point, it everything like food will just slide right off. But until then, you know, it's still going to have that kind of rough texture and some food can get stuck on there to get rid of it. Literally, you scrape it off. Mm-hmm. And that's it. After you're done cleaning it, add a little bit of oil and you're ready for your next use. And, you know, like we talked about, it's a legacy item. This is something that can literally be in your family for generations. So I inherited one from my grandfather. And if I take care of it, my grandsons can still be using it to great effect. Like it is, it's, it's incredible stuff. This is one of those things where we talked about in our last, our last data sode. If you take care of it, it'll take care of you. This, these things will last for freaking ever. Thank you. Exactly. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen the videos, but like I've seen videos where they, dig these out of like old mining towns yeah like out of the ruins and then they you buff off the rust reseason it and it's good as new i'm pretty sure I mean, chernobyl i'm pretty sure chernobyl is going to be habitable before one of these things bites the dust like i said i don't know how you could possibly break one but you'd have to literally be breaking the metal and then at that point you have gotten so much use out of this cookware mm-hmm Go ahead and buy another one. <laughs> you know, like you you got your money's worth. Why not? They're, they're not that expensive. No, no. I mean, buried entry, 20 to 50 bucks. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And you have a good solid pan. Not to mention if you go to like estate sales, garage sales, barn sales, you know, whatever. Go on, you know, next door Facebook marketplace. Craigslist, whatever. Like they are, you know, pretty much all your all, all the grandparents you know have one. Okay. And you know, for good reason. And the last um noble pro that I have for it is that it is a natural way to supplement iron. So thinking about people who are iron deficient, you know, like pregnant ladies, uh, like people who have anemia, this is a natural way for you to be uh increasing your iron intake just because cooking on iron an iron surface you know and not in a dangerous way it it, it's in a beneficial level Mm -hmm. once again i don't have the exact numbers right in front of me but we are going to link that study in the description for you guys you want to hit draw axe sure Uh, this is easy this part's the easiest one probably talk about so your drawbacks um like i said before these things are heavy they're, they're freaking heavy. If you've ever picked it's up iron. <laughs> a lodge freaking pan, it's heavy. 
if you drop this on your toe, you're gonna probably lose that toe. I'm, Do you remember? Yeah, did you ever watch I'm, the blood of uh, Buster Scruggs? No. No, it was it was like a collection of mini stories, like Western stories. It was like a comedy. Mm-hmm. But one of the characters, he was a bank robber, and he went to like rob this bank teller, and the guy attacked him, and then like he ran away, and then the guy started running after him, but he had like tied like cast iron pots and pans like all over him and the dude was shooting at him and he would like hit the hit the pot it would ting (laughs) and kept running at him it's like yeah i believe it yeah Yeah. i mean this is a slab of iron that someone decided to like in a foundry just pour into a mold that looked like a pot or a pan like hey why not any hoozle yeah anyway no (laughs) next point we've got is that they're bulky i mean Depending on the size and the item that you are trying to lug around, yeah, they're big. They're big, they're bulky, they're heavy. Man, emphasis on freaking heavy. These things, ah, go get one. Just go get one. And the only downside, and this is arguably not really a drawback, it's more of a benefit. This is arguable. Yeah. Arguable. Yeah, it, it needs occasional maintenance, meaning you need to, like, scrub it out, reseason it, you know, it's very 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 occasional that you need to completely reseason the pan well this Unless is something, something that even out. well even not something that just like completely reseasoning this is just something that's going to need you know just like routine maintenance right. so you're cleaning you know make sure there's no rust make sure you're seasoned i mean this is part of the the drawback of having stuff that will last a long time is that you need mm-hmm. to take care of it yeah right as far as the size goes you know, we talked about a little bit all the different types of mm-hmm. cookware that you can get, but I've even seen like single egg, yeah, little pans. Yeah, those, those little and pans. I've I've seen the tiny Dutch ovens. Yeah, I mean, it's like so. Think about it, right. If you're just a a single dude or a single gal, you know, Why not? whatever yeah. that does that doesn't hurt you at all. You know, <laughs> like I wouldn't take it backpacking, but no. no, you know, like there's a lot of flexibility here. Okay, and then getting started with cast iron cookware. This so this is something you already hit, but like we said, you can inherit this stuff. You can go to estate sales, garage sales, Facebook Marketplace, uh, getprep.com. Uh, well, what was the one for Lodge? It was uh, lodgecastiron.com. You can get them on Amazon. It, they're all over the place. There is, Let's just say Walmart, your ranch yeah. stores, like Bucky's. Bucky's, yes. Bucky's has so much cast iron; it's kind of funny. Um, the, the only <laughs> like, barrier to entry with the cast iron cookware is price, and even that isn't even a barrier. I mean, hell, uh, when I did the the prep, I actually just looked them up just now. They're two cast irons sets are one hundred sixty nine dollars. Which for some of that'll last for, and they're pre-seasoned, yeah, right? They're pre-seasoned. They're pre-seasoned yeah, meticulously to, to the point it. of where they are non-stick. Period. It's like cooking with professional cookware. This stuff just slides right off. I cooked eggs in this thing; they were done in like two minutes, and nice. I just went underneath them, and they just fluttered. 
Like they're crazy. I love that stuff. I love cat. I love lodge cast iron too. I actually inherited my first one from the barracks. I moved into a new barracks room. What? You remember the uh, the um, the drawers underneath the beds? There was one okay. in there. There was not. There was. I opened it up. Are you one kidding in there. I me? Went, what the hell? It was a little rusty. So I just took it, like stuck it in the sink, a little bit of Dawn, scrubbed that crap out. That's so oil, frustrating. Seasoned it. <laughs> just, I just that, found one. I had that until I moved here and got the prep stuff. Mm. And then I gave it to Goodwill for somebody else to inherit. That's so, no, oh, that's so nice. That was okay, amazing. So I, le- I literally just looked at Lodge online. 12 inch cast iron skillet, 30 bucks. Yeah. Preseason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No sweat. And if you go to like a, a garage sale or something, if they're selling it, they don't know how to use it or they don't care. They'll give it to you for like five, ten bucks. Dude, take like, it. Take it. All day. Yeah. I, I mean, even if that, not for I you, like that, use that as a legacy item. Yeah. I was say, or sell it. I mean, yeah. Great. So barrier for entry, find one. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> find, open your eyes and go outside. That's that's literally all you have to do well, is go find them. Well, and what I love, because I've talked to coworkers about this even, like, I, like, like this last week I've been on a kick, so I've been talking to everybody about it after I did my research, but literally you can't screw this up. <laughs> so no matter, so like you start cooking with it, if you somehow disastrously screw up the, the seasoning on it, you can re-season it. And we'll talk about how to restore cast iron at the end of the episode, but it is, oh man, yeah, cool stuff. So talking about the seasoning. So what we mean by seasoning, it's called, so the, the actual process is called polymerization. It's why cast iron gets better with age. So the seasoning, so what makes the cast iron black, it's not paint, it's not a chemical coating. It's a layer of carbonized oil or fat that's literally been baked onto that cast iron, giving it that black patina. It's a protective layer on top of the, you know, the, on the outer coating of the cast iron, it protects it from rust and it makes it nonstick. The more you cook with your cast iron, the thicker that layer gets and it fills in the net. So, you know, like the texture of cast iron, yep, like that rough. So it'll naturally smooth that out. So that's why when you have these like 50, hundred year cast iron skillets, they're smooth. Yep. And that beautiful black is cause, cause Grand Grand's been cooking with that thing every day. And <laughs> that thing, I, I would dare you try to have something stick on that. And also because it's cast iron. So not only are you getting that iron supplementation, but also those oils, those fats that you're cooking with, that taste, that depth of taste transfers to the food you're cooking. It actually makes your food taste better. Great. This yeah. So imagine... Great. So imagine, you know, cooking a sirloin steak every Friday oh. and then you go to make eggs and it tastes like, you know, it has a little hint of that steak. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's like magic, man. Yeah. It, yeah. I love it. And, and the cast is, iron care. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. What are you saying? I was going to say, and this is why people keep uh, bacon grease. They'll pour it in their cast iron and let it carbonize. Oh, dude. And it makes everything taste better i'm not joking you yeah 
Well, and it's free, right? So instead of right. going out and, you know, buying uh, grease, you know, cooking oil, you know, using your precious, precious butter or whatever, bacon grease. Bacon grease. Mason jars. There you go. Single guys. Our homesteading tip of the day. Instead of buying cups, buy mason jars. Yep. They make plastic lids now that screw on, you know, with the grooves. But, you know, you get that uh, farmhouse feel. And whenever you decide to make the leap and get into canning things, you already have jars. So you're welcome. Cast iron care. So how to actually take care of your cast iron. So rust. Rust is obviously the enemy dealing with, you know, iron. Mm -hmm. So we are not going to put our cast iron in the dishwasher. And we're not going to let water sit in it. If you do see rust, spot rust, you know, you can scrub that off. Like I said, with steel wool, if you have, you know, some steel wool in your shop, uh, Lodge, is a, Lodge has all sorts of uh, accessories for cast iron. So they have one that is like a little chain link uh, scrubber mm-hmm. and that can just buff it off. You can get like a stiff um, like dish brush, hand brush, and that'll buff it off. If something is really like caked on there, you can fill it with water, have it simmer. For like an hour, dump the water out, you know, that'll soften up and you scrub it off. After you're done getting all that rust off, lightly oil it. Because more often than that, it's just going to be surface stuff. It's not going to be like, you know, super deep. So lightly oil it, you should be good to go. It takes a lot for rust to go beyond surface deep, especially on a piece of solid iron. A long, long time. Yeah. I'd be very, very surprised if you were able to do it. Yeah. seasoning we'll talk about seasoning a little bit more like i said we you know we'll naturally season the you know the cookware as we're cooking uh but then when people normally talk about you know seasoning cast iron they're talking about oven seasoning which is its own process mm-hmm. and cleaning you know clean by hand or with a brush scraper what have you you can use a little bit of soap that's not going to hurt the the seasoning i know a lot of people do a hard and fast no soap but that's not necessarily true you can do a little bit um you know don't like just dump a whole freaking thing of dawn dish soap in there and go to town that's obviously not the right way to do it but right. in moderation should be fine more often than not you're just gonna need water and some elbow grease and then lightly oil it afterwards so uh after you're done scrubbing and washing out, dry it promptly. Uh, and then with either paper towels or a lint-free towel, you can also, if you want to throw it on a burner on low, just to be I, absolutely sure that it's dry. That's what I do. I'll, I always that's the lazy way. Rinse it out, scrub and it's it out. Absolutely. Oh it's my God. absolutely the way to do it. Yeah, absolutely I, the way to, because off with paper you can't towel, get it wrong it there, heat it. And then once it's done heating, I let it cool down and boil it. That's it. But cast iron is incredibly good at, at um at maintaining temperature right oh it's insane so so it's all so think about it. the whole thing is a cooking surface the handle mm-hmm. everything it's it's made in a foundry <laughs> like the whole thing is cast iron so you throw it on a burner the entire thing is getting you know is getting that heat so yeah great tip that being said hard time strong men strongly endorses while handling cast iron that's been heated, use a freaking towel or an oven mitt. Don't use your bare hands. Yeah, use your teeth. Use your tongue. Be a man. 
No, <laughs> don't be dumb with it. Or an apron. Yeah, use something. Don't like don't go in there with your bare hand. Otherwise, you're going to be seasoning that cast iron with your palm. And that ain't going to feel good when you pull it away. You'll well, it'll 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 take some some with it. Oh yeah, you'll be leaving something for the yeah. for the cast iron, skin, blood, and tears. <laughs> Seasoning it. Like you said, like you said, oil it right away, uh, right after you dry it. Right. So rub a light layer of cooking oil onto the cast iron, and then you use a paper towel or your lint-free rag or towel to uh, you know mop off the excess. It you know, don't drown it because then it's going to get like gummy and sticky and, you know, then you'll have to, you know, do a little bit more maintenance, but that just helps so that you're not, you know, because as you scrub it, um, like as you dry, you know, so as you clean it, wash it out, when you dry some, uh, black residue might come off. So that is part of the seasoning. Yeah. Right. That's part of that carbonization. So you're just helping to, you know, kind of give that extra buffer. When you do do your, uh, layer of oil, do you normally let it uh, cool down before you put the oil on, or do you leave it like mostly hot? Oh, I let it cool down. Okay. Yeah, I just let it cool down. Because I'm not going to be screwing with oil and trying to get in every nook and cranny while it's hot. I'm not. Yeah, I usually. I'm not that it, much of a man. I usually heat it up till the oil evaporates and then turn it off, wait for like five minutes, and then I go in there while it's still hot and put the oil on it and then move it around with, with the paper towel just because it's hot. So it's going to. It's going to keep that oil a little bit more viscous so it could just spread around and get into everything. I was going to say, I think that's probably better practice. That, that's just what I do. Honestly. You know, I don't know but, if everybody does that, but that's just me. I don't know. Because when I got it, like, and it's not like cold when I go to oil it. It's still right. a little warm. It's not like hot though, but then I'll, right. you know, do the whole, you know, the whole cooking service that I was actually cooking on and then I throw it in the throw in the drawer because it'll cool on its own and I'm mm-hmm. already done with it. So, right. I don't know. So when to oven season, this is the actual process of seasoning. Well, so if that's next, but when okay. to when like, th- these are your, these are your qualifications when you would want well, to season. It. I, I was just qualifying the whole idea of seasoning. Oh, this, right, this, right. Is, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is oven seasoning. Yeah. So yes. if your cast iron is bought unseasoned or needs to be restored, this is when you do it. If the cast iron becomes dull or gray, time to season. If your food sticks to it, so it loses that nonstick you know, coating, it's, it's time to season that. Or if the cast iron feels sticky. If your cast iron feels sticky, stop doing weird things. Well, that's a, that's a buildup of the, of the oil. So that's how you know you have too much oil. Oh, cast iron. That's what you mean. I can't back it up with analytics, but there's probably children who listen to this. Stop it. <laughs> so if if your cast iron feels sticky, it's it's time to like scrub off that excess and reseason. And you're going to be doing the full oven season with it. Yep. Don't worry, we'll edit that previous part out. Speak for yourself. <laughs> well, I do the final cut, so I don't care. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. So how? How to oven season? So you're going to wash your cast iron with warm soapy water. Don't worry about too much or too little because we're going to be going over 
you know, the entire thing. This is a reset, essentially. So after washing thoroughly, you're going to dry thoroughly with your paper towel, a lint-free cloth, or doing the stovetop on low heat just to be, you know, double tap, make sure that you're absolutely sure that it's dry. The six minutes. Then you're, right. And then you're applying a thin layer of oil inside and outside of your cast iron cookware. The oil should not drip. It should not run when the cast iron is tilted or flipped upside down. Then you're going to preheat your oven between 350 and 400 degrees Fahrenheit. Put some aluminum foil or a baking sheet underneath, so probably on like the bottom rack of your oven to catch any excess oil that you know might drip off during the process. Then you're going to place your cast iron in the center of the rack or on the center rack in the center of the rack face down. So this prevents pooling on your cooking surface. And you're going to bake for one hour. Let the cast iron cool in the oven. This allows the seasoning to cure and adhere to the cast iron. If you need to do this multiple times, then it's the same exact process. Hey guys, Seven from the Hard Time Strongman Podcast here to bring a quick word from our newest sponsor, Blackbeard Firestarters. We first saw Blackbeard Firestarter a few years ago, and after seeing what the product can do, it's been our kit ever since. Their Firestarter rope and their fire plugs are windproof, waterproof, dummy proof. They have an insane burn time, and like anything else that they offer, it just works. Besides their fire stars, they offer an arc lighter, ferro rod, stormproof matches, basically anything that you need to get a fire started. To better equip you, we cherry picked their inventory and made our hard time strongman fire kit. Basically our essentials kit for anything that you can need to get a fire started. But besides that, they're offering 10% off anything in their store when you use the code STRONGMEN. We love the guys at Blackbeard Firestarter. We love what they're doing. We trust them and we trust their products. And we honestly can't recommend them enough. Make sure to check them out online at blackbeardfire.com or on Instagram at blackbeardfire. Huge shout out to the guys at Blackbeard Fire for working with us and for bringing the fire. As always, guys, stay in the fight. Hey everybody, this is 6 and 7 with the Hard Time Strongman Podcast, and we are coming to talk to you about our Patreon and Discord. Hey guys, our patrons get early access to all of our episodes. They get all of our exclusive pre and post shows, all of our spicy takes, all of our rabbit holes that we go on, everything that we want to include in the episode, but we can't because we need to stay on topic. And soon enough, we will be offering digital downloads, guides, everything that we've been working on in the background, will soon be available to our patrons so make sure to check it out and come hang out with us on discord speaking of the spicy stuff this is where we discuss most of it once you're there you'll get access to all of our in-depth discussions including stuff like homesteading fieldcraft, medical camping communications shooting you like ars come talk to us about it you like four by four vehicles and prepping come talk to us about it you like tannerite thermite napalm come talk to us about it. all of the campfire talks that would get us kicked off of other platforms it's right there in our discord come join our community we're active on discord every day we're interacting with members constantly we have guys from every walks of life coming to contribute their expertise to all of these various fields and subjects that we've been talking about come join the watch discord come join the discord join our community build up that better class of man
Now back to the episode. And that's literally it. So from Summon's mom, it's going to be smoky. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Have good oh, ventilation. Yeah. If it's a nice, you know, summer, nice spring day, you know, kick the, you know, the windows Real. open, your back door open, you know, let it air out. But that's literally it. Yeah. Like that, I, that is seasoning. And you can do that as many times as you need to, to build up that black patina and, you know, because, and, and that's why I'm saying like, that's why I, I love this stuff. It's because it's so natural, right? So it, it is a little bit of maintenance, but when you see that you have a good black patina, when you feel that it's smooth, it's nonstick. Mm-hmm. If it's not nonstick, if it's not black, if it doesn't have that patina, season it. I mean, a lot of this stuff is very, very intuitive. Mm-hmm. And I will say that you can do the oven season on your grill. I have done that. Really? So I, I knew you could do that. I was just thinking with making sure that you're at the right temperature. Yeah. Well, as, as long as you have, like my grill does, it has the external thermometer. Yeah. You will be able, you can even get one of those wireless ones or one of those growing ones. Right. And just stick yeah, it in yeah. there. Like it, any way you do then it. You have to worry about the smoke. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You don't have to worry about the smoke. That's why I prefer to do it that way. I've done it a, a couple times that way, and that's kind of my preferred method now. I, I was going to say, like, if you have a grill outside that you can use 100% to that because you're freeing up your oven and not having to worry about the smoke. Right. Um, something to keep in mind uh, with the oven seasoning, if you pull your cast iron out and there's some darker spots or it looks like, um, like little uh, lumps or... Uh, you know, like collection of like, you know, blacker parts. That's just a collection of the, you know, of the oil. That's not a big deal. Um, eventually, as so as you cook, it's essentially like a puzzle piece. So eventually you're going to get, you know, that full, you know, black sheen, that patina. And it's like, there, there's no real other way for me to describe it as beautiful. I mean, it's just going to, it's going to be awesome. It's going to taste great. It is. It's going to be, it's going to, it's going to taste great. It's going to be so fun to cook with. Cause it's so easy. You're not worried about, you know, what kind of chemicals is on your cookware. If it's, you know, if your stuff's going to stick to it, if it's going to, you know, get a funky taste. I mean, it's just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I'm so emotional about cast iron, but I just love this stuff, man. Absolutely love it. I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I, I I do like cast iron as well. It's it's probably one of the easiest things to cook with. Uh, cheapest too. The like like we said, the barrier of entry is just walking out your front door and going to a store. Yeah, that that's it. Well, and you know what you know what that makes me think of is mm-hmm. in 2021 when we had the freeze. Mm-hmm. So I had four days in my house with no power and it was like three degrees outside <laughs> and I was able to catch a ride, you know, from a buddy, we went to HEB to get some, you know, Oh crap supplies. Mm-hmm. And at HEB, I found this huge cast iron wok that I used to cook for my family. I threw that thing in my fireplace that I was using to keep my living room. And we cooked like a dozen eggs on that thing. That's awesome. No sweat. Like it was nothing. That's what I'm saying. So like cooking with cast iron, you can cook it anywhere. You can cook it in a fireplace at a campfire. Uh, 
you know, like the Dutch ovens, the camp Dutch ovens, with coals. With literally just briquettes. You can cook it in an oven anywhere. There are are hooks for the lid, so you can suspend it over a fire. So great. (laughs) Like, it's, it's crazy, man. Um... You know, like we talked about, cast iron, it retains its heat very, very well. Mm-hmm. So uh, some tip, a tip there is when you're first starting out, probably stick to the lower to medium side of the heat. Whatever you need uh, to obviously safely cook whatever you're cooking, try to stick on the lower end until you get a hang for it. Right. Because like I said earlier, you know, when I cooked eggs, they were done in two minutes. Yeah. Like scrambled yeah. eggs done in two minutes. Nothing. Well, I did that this morning. It's <laughs> like, freaking crazy. I love threw it. Threw two eggs on. I was like, oh, this normally takes a lot longer. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then until your cast iron becomes non-stick where you don't have to, you know, worry about it, uh, use your oil choice before you cook. Right. So I use butter. Yeah. Use but- a little bit of butter. Go for it. Uh, key thing also to keep in mind is that whatever you cook in that cast iron, that cast iron is going to retain the flavor of whatever you just cooked. So yes. whatever you cook next is probably going to taste like the last, I don't know, probably five to 10 things that you cooked. So it's not like overpowering. No, but it's, it's not. Like you'll get a hint of it. You can. Yeah. It's the hints. It's the hints. So, you know, hot tip, cook good food. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to cook good food in the steaks, pork chops, bacon eggs like it's yeah burgers yeah well just well that right there what you just said don't be afraid to cook in it right don't just save it for special meals like this is something where it's going to be a daily it's like a it's like a signature Mm -hmm. of your of your kitchen you know what i mean so you know yeah let let that sucker live on your stovetop man eggs steak hash browns you know potatoes whatever right mm-hmm. uh something else if you don't want to clean up afterwards or you don't want something to necessarily uh you know keep in that uh taste memory you can use uh, there are liners that you can use like for the dutch ovens it's like not Parchment. not wax paper but um it's parchment paper parchment paper yeah. yeah and there are inserts that you can buy for it that's put that in there you put in your ingredients and there's zero cleanup yeah that's what i use when i do my uh my sourdough i do yeah. parchment paper on the Easy. bottom sourdough in there if there's there's like you said there's zero cleanup done and plus yeah. when it's done Incredibly you literally easy. avoid touching the sides grab it by that parchment paper and just pull the bread out it's that yeah. simple and oh what do you know it's done there's no cleanup And then avoid cooking with too much acidic or alkaline foods for an extended period because that will break down your seasoning that you've built up. So a little bit is okay. I would honestly avoid it if you can. But that depends on what you cook. If you, you know, if you, if that's a staple in your house, then, you know, maybe have one set that's for that. And then you just have to be more diligent with keeping that seasoning up. Yep. But I, one or two dishes isn't gonna isn't gonna kill the seasoning on your you know on your cookware. I have used cast iron 
uh, one of my cast irons is actually exclusively for cooking salmon and other fish. Ooh, so nice. It does. So you're using, so you're using that, uh, that attribute of cast iron mm-hmm. for your, for whenever you cook fish, it's going to taste better. Yep. And nine times you don't have 10, things that are contrasting. Right. And nine times out of 10, there is a layer of, um, sliced up lemons that go on top. So a little bit of the acid stays in there and it's still, oh my God, it tastes so freaking good. I've yet to have a problem with it, but like I said, it's not that much. And I always scrub out with the, uh, my copper steel wool. I know that's kind of a, a, an idiom, <laughs> copper steel wool, but it's just steel wool that's made out of copper, but it's, it's naturally uh, antibacterial. So that's just what I use. I don't know. A little bit of a tangent there, but no, I just scrub it out yeah. and then just oil it back up and that you can get the hint of lemon still in it. And it's mm, so good. And anytime I'm going to be oh. cooking fish, I know exactly which, which cast iron skillet I'm going to grab. And you know exactly what it's going to taste like. It's going to taste <sighs> good. It's going to taste <laughs> like... so good. Oh well, God. and you know what I was thinking? I, so as far as accessories go, like I literally bought a, it's a pretty hefty, but it's just a, like a hard bristle uh, scrubber. Mm-hmm. And on the top of it, it has a scraper. And yeah. it's specifically for cast iron. So nice. it takes all of a minute to clean whatever cast iron I'm going for. It's awesome. I think even on a, like a rough baked on, oh, baked on scrub job, it doesn't take, including re-seasoning or I guess re-oiling. It takes Nothing. no longer than like 15 minutes total. Yeah. Including cleanup. So it don't be afraid to use these things. They they take less mm-hmm. time. Oh my god, they take so much less time than using a, a traditional skillet. It takes me so long with traditional skillet, especially if something gets like a little bit overcooked and stuck on. Holy crap. I'm either soaking it or scrubbing the crap out of it. And when I'm done scrubbing the crap out of it, there's still a stain in there that I have to get rid of with Barkeeper's friend. Well, you know, what I was thinking too. So like, like I said earlier, if you have just like a, a big old, you know, skillet that you have on that a cast iron skillet that just lives on your, on your mm-hmm. stovetop, mm-hmm. you know, think about breakfast, right? Eggs, hash brown, bacon, toast, whatever can all be cooked out that at the same, you know, in the same sitting, you don't have to wash and clean and scrub everything out between every single time. So think about how much less dishes you're doing. Right. Cause this is retaining, you know, at some point you're not going to have to use oil anymore. Cause it's already nonstick. Yeah. So you manage just throw on eggs, throw on toast, throw on hash browns, throw on bacon, nothing. And then at the end of it, scrub it out real quick, all of five minutes, reel it and you're done. And it just lives there. I mean, it's just so easy for everybody now, who has trouble with, baked on crap on normal cookware i'm going to throw a link to barkeeper's friend nice it is fantastic at getting like the worst stuff up sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you there no you're good man thank you for putting that in there of course and then so say you catastrophically quote unquote ruined your cast iron right and you yeah. just need to reseason the whole thing you have to start from scratch or you bought a unseasoned cast iron or you inherit something that's just been rusted to hell or you found something at a barn whatever right so say you need to time to restore so how to restore your cast iron so scrub 
get that elbow grease. Yep. You're going to scrub all the rust off your cast iron with warm, soapy water and steel wool. It's okay to use the soap to be very liberal with the soap this time because you're reseasoning. Anyways, right? So get in there, get after it. Rinse and dry thoroughly. So that's where I we especially use the sixth method of you know, throwing it out on low heat and just making sure it's absolutely dry in and out. Oil. Apply a thin layer of cooking oil inside and outside of the cast iron, too much will make the cast iron sticky. And it'll actually, you know, go up in those places, have those uh, little blemishes like we talked about. Then bake. Place the cast iron on the top rack, as per normal, upside down, have a baking sheet or uh, tin foil underneath to catch the excess. And then you're going to bake between 450 and 500 degrees Fahrenheit for an hour. It's a little bit more than your normal reseasoning. Yep. You know, well, it it has to it has to stick. You know, yeah. we're talking about a deeper a deeper bond here. Yeah, yeah. Right? You, you with went the polymerization. To, you went back to scratch with this, so you're having to yeah, like you said, redo the, all the polymerization. Right, and you're going to cool and repeat as many times as necessary to get the classic black patina. And then I would be, you know, you're done, right? Yeah. That's it. It's going to be nonstick. It's going to you know, you'll be able to get those uh, those flavor memories back, all that good stuff. I would baby it a little bit, you know, with, you know, good oil, making sure that you're, you know, pretty prompt with your cleaning and drying and everything, but you're done. That's it. You know, and then as you cook that, well, and this is why I say that, right? This is why I say to baby a little bit because, you know, after a while, because then you're building up your, um, you know, your daily seasoning, Mm-hmm. right on top of just that base you know that base seasoning because then it'll just you know get better with age yeah and that's the say? whole no i was gonna say that like that's the same principle as breaking in a new barrel on an ar oh yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you're, you're gonna baby a little bit you're gonna like shoot a few rounds and then clean it out completely it's the same basic principle right or with a car yeah or a car Okay. And then why we love cast iron. Oh. So for me, oh. <laughs> I've, I've been loving on cast iron this whole episode, but for me, it's a legacy, right? So I inherited yeah. two, you know, two pieces of cast iron cookware that are literally, you know, older than my parents, probably, you know, 50 plus years old. And when I get done, you know, cleaning them and, you know, restoring them, it's going to be as good as new. And I have no idea how old those actually are. I just know when my grandfather got them. <laughs> so this could be something that was, you know, restored and, you know, found in a barn somewhere yeah. prior to that. Who cares? You know, this could be a hundred years old. A couple, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be a hundred years, a couple whole couple hundred years old if i take care of these my kids can use them my grandkids can use them i mean it's yeah it's there's something very very special about legacy and items that you can inherit and pass on cast iron naturally uh you know imbues that ownership and responsibility and maintenance that we talk about a lot you know, when you use this, you have to be responsible. You have to maintain it. You, you know, it instills that ownership of that for you. 
which I think is really important for us to have because especially in Western culture, we're so caught up in the consumerist, you know, consumerism crap that our society is currently in. Anything that we can do to break off of that and get back to, you know, like more traditional times where like you own your stuff mm-hmm. and you take care of it and you're willing to put in work. You know, like we said, take care of it. It'll take care of you. You know, I think that's a really good thing. And the best part about it, even if you don't take care of it and you have to reseason, you have to like maintain it. It's still going to be there. These things are so freaking durable. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Not to mention the fact that you can use these things anywhere, anywhere you have flame or heat. These things are good to go. Well, that's what I was going to say. So the durability factor, usability factor. So the stuff that I keep in my, in my kitchen, the cash I use in my kitchen, I could bring that hunting camping with me. I could throw it in a campfire. It would do the same exact thing. It'd be I wouldn't just fine. Would put a haul it out there, but well, yeah, you well, could. of course not. But I mean, it's not going to care. It's like, no. oh, yeah, I'll cook that. Whatever. Yeah. Regardless, you no, know, we're not in a cast kitchen. Iron doesn't care. Oh, darn. Yeah. And the, 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 it, it's natural and healthy. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're going back to this is a cast iron pot or cast iron pan or saucepan or whatever. It, you know, you don't have any crazy chemicals. There's no fluff, no worries of stuff getting in your food. The only thing that's going to get in your food is good stuff, you know, i.e. iron, which you need. And I don't know, man. I just, I'm loving more of these, you know, these legacy items, this, you know, heritage type stuff. And, you know, this is such a big thing, especially for cooking. Cooking is such a, you know, such a social, cultural thing. Oh, yeah. So. I'm just thinking like, you know, like grandma, you know, having all her kids and grandkids in the kitchen with her, you know, watching them grow as she's cooking the same. Like that's the one thing talking to my coworkers with cast iron. Oh yeah. My, my grandma used to make cornbread. Yeah. And cast iron. It's like, oh my gosh, man. Imagine such a core memory that in adulthood, like that's the first thing you think of when you hear that. And it's like, you know, grandma's still freaking making that dude. Like that's, that's so cool. So, so cool. What was your favorite thing? What is your favorite thing rather about cast iron? So when I was a lot younger and still in scouts, we would haul out these freaking lodge cast iron pans, make our campfire, set up a little grate right above them, throw our cast iron on, let it heat up, and we would make um we would throw like corn um some veggies and i think a steak inside of some tin foil throw it on there and do just let it cook and eating that around the campfire was some of the best food that i've ever had while i was out there i love doing that and if it wasn't so freaking heavy our next hunting trip, I'd be taking along some cast iron. I think you still should. But you know what? I was th- I was thinking about that because I'm like, man, like, oh, I take that over a jet boil. Mm. Honestly, ease of use. Yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna break it. No, 
But I was thinking, like, you could find one that's like that big, I bet. Yeah, I mean, you can find one that's like that. that. You can and that, you can find one that's as big as my hand. Like, but I mean, like, find find one that's big. So I don't want one that's the size of one egg. You know what I mean? But find one that's big enough that you can cook for one person per meal. Right. I mean, but that's yeah. No, that that's a really cool memory. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, of course. What do you got? So me for that's just the legacy. Like yeah. I just love and and the maintenance. You know, yeah. I I love. I love my rituals. I love my uh, maintenance, just taking care of things. So just thinking that's like, that's something that I can realistically take care of. It's there's no barrier, like skill wise for entry. Yeah. Like it's just, you know, something that's just gonna be there. And if I'm diligent, then my boys will watch me do that. And they'll oh, say, yeah. well, and they'll watch me use the same freaking pot or pan, like all through them growing up. You know, that's something that I can pass on to them or I can, you know, buy them their, you know, their own set and teach them how to use it. And, you know, it's just, it's so important. Yeah. But, and, and like you said, there's a very little skill involved starting out, but once you do know how to cook certain things, season things like certain dishes, dude, that magic goes tenfold, hundredfold into the next dish. And it's great. Oh, dude. So like the first thing I ever cooked in cast iron on my own was I used that, um, excuse me. I used that Dutch oven, that, um, that home Dutch oven mm-hmm. and I made monkey bread. Ooh, that sounds so good. Delicious. Mm-hmm. It took all of 10, 15 minutes of prep work, cooked for 40 minutes. Done. I used the parchment paper, zero cleanup done. Yeah. Oh God, guys, I can't stress this enough. I love Dutch ovens. I love to bake with Dutch ovens. Sourdough bread in Dutch ovens is like. I was going to say, dude, sourdough bread. Oh, in in a cast iron Dutch oven. Get the hell out of here. Oh, we're, we're going to do a sourdough episode. Don't worry about it. We'll get there guys. Don't (laughs) worry about it. We will. bar, Bar none. I would rather have homemade sourdough bread or just bread in general that's been made in Dutch oven versus something that you can go pull off the shelf in the store. Mm. Well, think about this, right? So talking about that flavor memory. So imagine you have a, a Dutch oven that you've had for five, 10 years. They've been using with regularly. Think you have the same sourdough starter mm-hmm. that you've kept alive for that long. Imagine that bread, dude. Oh, mm. yeah. Ashamedly, I let my sourdough starter die, but it'll take me a week to get it back to where it needs to be. I was going to say, mine mine died. I need to do a little bit more research. It will live on, and I just need to get the timing down because I want I want to get to the point to where I'm having I'm able to make uh, two loaves a week. Yeah, that's just a timing uh... thing. It's literally just, it's just timing and me being diligent with, you know, my habits. I may end up buying you that book and sending it to you. The one that I use. Yeah. Yeah. Because, dude, like you swap, you end up feeding it twice a day, but the stuff that you pull out, you can just use that to bake. Dude, biscuits, waffles, Mm -hmm. pancakes. Yep. I could die. Oh, I could die. (laughs) Oh man, we went to uh, we went to our buddy's place out in uh, out in like Fort Worth area. Mm-hmm. Oh, she made like crumble biscuits 
out of her Ooh. starter. I I lost my freaking mind. It yeah, it just flaky. Just, mm, it was so I think, good. I think that book has a ton of recipes, and I think uh, crumble biscuits mm. are part of it. Yeah, let me see if I can find that. Amazon Friendly website. reminder: we will have a uh, like a recipe cookbook episode along with our library episode, but it costs you almost nothing to get like three by five note cards and to start writing down and laminating your recipes. Cause once again, if you have everything just saved on like a bookmark or saved in your, on the notepad on your phone, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. You need to have these things written down something tangible. Okay. I had one more, one last tidbit for, uh, cast iron as far as it goes. So this is from my mom. She called it the Dutch oven magic rule of two. So quote, almost all baked goods can be successfully baked at 350 degrees Fahrenheit, which is the ideal temperature for a Dutch oven. So using a cat, a uh, camp Dutch oven, right? You're going to need two coals per inch in diameter. That will that will yield you 350 degrees Fahrenheit. So plus two coals on the lid, minus two coals underneath. So if you had a 12-inch diameter Dutch oven, you would have 14 coals on top, 10 coals on bottom. Coals one inch apart in a circle. On the top, four coals in the center. On the bottom, no coals in the center. That's it. So if you know the diameter of your Dutch oven, then you just need to know the rule of two. That's it. And that's, you know, that's a little family tidbit, but there are books, books and books on this. I have two uh, Dutch oven cookbooks already just in my, you know, in our little kitchen library. But those have, you know, you can look up on Pinterest or wherever you can look up the coals per you know diameter for different temperature zones for whatever you're cooking it's just you, know, you need to collect that knowledge but incredibly easy and, and you've got the fact that you can life. get so precise is really cool is it great like just being able to follow a recipe wherever you are as long as you have coals <laughs> Like, it's just, I don't know. That's the cool stuff, man. That's the, like, that's the old, old school traditional stuff that I love. But you did you have anything else, brother? No, I was going to let you know you got another book on the way for sourdough. No, oh, thanks, buddy. Of course. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Should be here uh, in like two weeks. It's so good having sugar day. Anyways. Isn't it great? Oh, why, why work? You know, anyway, <laughs> did you have anything else, man? No, man, I, I'm just going to say it just like Brick Tamerlane. I love cast iron. I'm cast iron pilled. Mm. Thousand percent. I'm sold. Yeah, this is, and that's why this hits so hard for me, man, is like this hits things that we, that we're just passionate about. And we hit on this all the time. Anytime we talk about mindset, anytime we talk about legacy, 
It's like, you need something that you can pass on. You need to be able to produce, not just consume, right? That's why so many people are freaking depressed. They're just consuming, not producing. You know, you need an outlet, right? You need something that you can maintain. Think of this like your, you know, cast iron Tamagotchi, you know, take care of it. It'll take care of you. Okay. (laughs) It's, It's just, I love these old school, just heritage, traditional, Mm-hmm. you know things it's just yeah very wholesome but that's all i had you know i will be using this way more in the future like i said i'm hoping to completely switch over to cast iron outside of uh you know like the necessities like pots you know kind of thing where i would want to mm-hmm. use like uh stainless steel but other than that i want all you know most if not all of my cooking done with cast iron just because, you know, and sort of thing is it's a buffer. You know, right. If you're using cast iron for all this stuff, then if the power goes out, so what? You can use it anywhere. Right. And you're making sure your family's healthier, right? You're not worried about chemicals. You're adding iron. You're, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, uh, it gets me, it gets me right in the homesteading. Yeah, it gets you right there. Just, God, it makes you want to kick a fat kid at Kmart. You know what I mean? Praise God, baby. You got anything else? I love Theophon. <laughs> that was his last thought for the homesteading cast iron episode is that he loves Theophon. Oh, no, dude. Outstanding. I... Much like Theophon, cast iron just gets better with age. God, I'll drink to that. Yeah, fair enough guys we don't have anything else for you we are the hard times shaman podcast sharing of a bear class of me and here with another homesteading episode time about cast iron thank you so much for listening we appreciate you thank you for joining us as always stay in the fight stay in the fight Hey guys, this is 6 and 7 with the Hard Time Strongman podcast. Wanted to take a second to do a mental health check-in and to tell you all about the 988 Crisis Lifeline. So, the 988 Lifeline is a national network of local crisis centers that provides free and confidential emotional support to people in suicidal crisis or emotional distress 24 hours a day, 7 days a week in the United States. You can reach the Lifeline at 988lifeline.org or you can call or text 988 to get help, to get someone real on the phone. Every struggle is different. Every struggle is hard. But you are not alone in whatever you're going through. As someone who has used the 988 crisis line, I fully recommend that if you're feeling any of those feelings of depression, suicide, hopelessness, Get in touch with them immediately. They will help you. They will listen to you. Once again, guys, you can reach the Lifeline at 988lifeline.org or you can call or text them at 988. As always, guys, stay in the fight. Stay in the fight.